most of the time, marriage intensives would imply that it's only for people that are really struggling like Julie and I were back years ago. And although that is true, we've had multiple couples come through this process that were on divorce door. They pretty much had decided that they were done, but they thought, you know, I would like for this to work. I don't know how in the world it could, but I would like for it to, if we could, that's one last ditch effort to see if we can salvage these things. So yes, for that couple, absolutely. If you're looking for breakthrough, then you'll find the breakthrough you're looking for. But in saying that, we have had also dozens of couples that have gone through the process that are simply what we would call good to great couples. They're doing okay, but yet they sense that there's something more, that they want a little bit more intimacy see more connection, more unity, or they really wanted to find vision together to move them forward, something for this next season of life that they can lean into together that just seems to be missing. They can't quite get their finger on what that is. And I think that this process is designed very well for either one of those couples. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Artist Bowsing Podcast. We don't take it lightly that you would spend your time listening to us, and we're super humbled and grateful. Yeah, we hope your new year has started out great. If the stats that we shared in last week's episode hold up, that 92% of New Year's goals fail by January 15th. Most everyone listening right now has already broken at least one year's resolution. But don't worry, there's no judgment here. I know we've probably broken a few too, right, Lisa? Actually, I have crushed it so far. I have absolutely crushed it. What are you doing that you're crushing it? Well, I'm drinking a gallon of water a day, and I've been faithful at that. And I've been doing a slow roll in habit stacking. Maybe we should talk about habit stacking. Maybe we should. But nonetheless, I've also been crushing getting up at 5 a.m. I've also been crushing doing two workouts. I'm like taking care of myself, kicking butt and taking names. You're doing awesome. Thank you. That gallon of water a day, though, is... It ain't no lie. There's <laughs> a, a lot of running to the restroom. It's, it's, a, it's a moment. Bad, Lots so. of moments, yeah. Well, on today's show, we have our close friends, Greg and Julie Gorman. They're founders of Married for a Purpose. You may remember them from when we had them on in season two. They are amazing people and the creators of the Marriage Reboot Retreat, which we reference regularly here on The Art of Spousing. Honestly, we're so honored to be a part of their coaching team and have found that the Marriage Reboot Retreat, an incredible experience for married couples to take their marriage to a whole new level. And James, we actually love it too. That's right. So it's so fun. Last week, we talked about making a financial investment in your marriage. We think the Marriage Reboot Retreat is a wise investment. So today we're going to pull back the curtain and talk to the creators of the Marriage Reboot about the experience. Well, Greg and Julie, it's so great to have you guys on the podcast. Thanks for taking time to be with us again. Man, we always love being with y'all, and we wouldn't miss a chance to be with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Love, love y'all. This is the second time you've been with us on this podcast, but every time that we're with you guys, we always learn so much and are always just so excited to hear from what's taking place in your ministry. I mean, you know, last week on our episode, Lisa and I talked about investing specifically in your marriage in 2023. And now that we're in this new year, one of the things we talked about was investing financially in your marriage. And so many couples don't, but Lisa and I found that when we do invest financially in our marriage, there's such a great reward on it. And we talked about one of the tools that we've found so powerful is a marriage reboot. And that's a tool that you guys created. And so we thought it would be great to have you on the podcast to specifically talk about the marriage reboot. So to start, tell us a little bit about what a marriage reboot is. A marriage reboot is is a one-on-one 
private two to three day intensive for a marriage, basically to help a couple really begin to reset and begin to build on common ground and in unity again. Yeah. And what I love about it is it really allows a couple the time and the space to be able to maybe think from a different perspective, a different angle than what they normally would. The powerful thing about the reboot is that the environment that's created in that one-on-one setting Mm -hmm. really allows the opportunity for a husband to maybe for the first time really understand why his wife thinks the way that she thinks Mm. and vice versa. So it's a place where not just where they feel understood by us or by the coach that's facilitating it, but a place where they both feel seen, heard, understood by one another. Mm-hmm. And validated would be the other piece. You know, yeah. that I think it's an environment, since you mentioned environment, where everybody feels really safe, no judgment, and they can really say what their heart has been trying to communicate, that sometimes in the messiness of life and reality, it just doesn't come across. Yeah. But in the right environment and with the right coach present, you know, with the skills and the proper process, then everybody is able to finally feel heard for what their heart is really communicating and wanting to communicate, be understood and feel validated rather than invalidated. Because sometimes we actually invalidate one another's Mm -hmm. feelings. We don't mean to do that, but we do. And it causes us on the opposite side to fight for that validation. And then it starts this vicious circle. And so we feel like that this process has really helped a lot of people kind of I love that that it it provides hope Mm -hmm. in a simple, doable way to actually live out the hope for the future that both people wanted. Well, it's such a beautiful process. You work the process and the process works. Yeah. Oh, see, that was even more profoundly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because it is. I mean, because James and I have had the opportunity to walk people through a reboot. We have seen, we follow the process that you guys have worked so many years on and is beautiful and it's so hope filled, purpose filled. And I love what you guys say in training with us is that you're going to get to some of the problems, those will come up, but it's not going to be the focus of the time. And so you really leave with something very tangible of going, how do we do this well? And really a stack of hands on it's beautiful. Yeah. Your hope dealers, not dope dealers. Hope dealers. That's right. Hope with an H. That's right. That's right. So, uh, how did the marriage reboot start? What was the genesis of this process? Oh, I love that question. Well, Julie and I didn't always have a great marriage. First of all, through all the mud, blood, and guts and fur that flew. <laughs> it was indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not the half of it. But in our recovery and learning how to love one another better, we grew as people. And over the years, there were just a few things that we really recognized that were really significant. One of the things is not only in our marriage, but in other marriages, we, as we researched and we studied, we realized that marriages that thrive have something in common. And that thing that they have in common is maybe something that we often don't consider, but they have a common vision or a common goal that they share. They're working toward a unified purpose. And as we've trained leadership and done different things, you know, here and there around the world, we've we've seen it in action that you can take people from all different race, creeds, colors, all different backgrounds. And if they can rally around a common cause. They forget all their differences and the things that would normally tear them apart. Yeah. And so one of the principles that we learn 
learned is that every thought leader, you know, thought leaders throughout time have disagreed on many different things, but they have all agreed on one central theme, and that is that we become what we think about. Doesn't matter if they're Baptist or Buddhist, doesn't matter what era of time they came from, all thought leaders have agreed on this, most notably, of course, King Solomon, who said, as we think in our hearts, so we become. Mm. Most of us have heard these sorts of things, but we we really don't, or at least we hadn't, learned how to take them out of our head and really into our life in a practical. How do we live with an understanding and how might it change the way that we approach marriage and our relationship, our parenting and such, if we understand that we become what we think about? Mm-hmm. Another thing that's true is that we find what we're looking for, don't we? Yeah, it's true. And so many times we get in a habit of thinking about and or finding the things that we don't want. And those are even the things that we talk about, the things that we don't want, the things that we don't appreciate, the things that she does that ticks me off. Hey, no. <laughs> that never happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was never looking happens. at her when I said that, Easy. just so you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, if that's the case and all these thought leaders were correct, then we really need to think about what we're thinking about. Yeah. And we need to learn how to be very intentional practically on how it is that we live purpose-focused, how it is that we build on common ground. The Bible tells us that a house divided against itself will not stand. And one of the things that we love to accolade God for is, you know, these days in marketing circles, you hear a lot about 10x and everything, right? Everybody's trying to 10x their (laughs) business and 10x their, you know, income and and whatever else. And I love the concept, and I think God does too. In fact, he was the inventor of it. (laughs) Scripture tells us that one puts a thousand to flight and 10 puts how many, babe? Two puts 10,000 to Two fight. puts 10,000. 10 would be, I don't know, exponential. I, I, it's I, too well, much I know, math I, for I, me. I tongue tied <laughs> a little bit there, but you give me some grace, can't you? <laughs> I, I will. Thank you for correcting me. <laughs> <laughs> Two puts 10,000, and so there it is. Yeah. You know? So if we really want to take things to the next level, then we need to learn how to build on common ground, mm-hmm. towards a common vision, towards a common purpose, build on unity and fight for that unity. And that is really what caused us to begin to take a deeper dive and begin to unfold what now is this process that's two to three days working with couples. It was a lifelong pursuit to better ourselves. We were stumbling upon like a lot of growth in our business adventures. And we realized, hey, we, we actually aren't struggling over some of the things that once we once struggled with. And so we took that perspective of the growth-minded principles, value-based principles we, we were finding in business. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, our own spiritual journey and all of the the foundational things that are found all throughout the Word of God. And we began to say, well, this is really what changed and marked. Because when, you know, Greg alluded, we didn't start out so good. We were literally fighting every single day for two years straight. And for the first seven years of our marriage relationship, it was rocky at, at best. <laughs> and so God healed that. God healed our relationship what we almost gave up on. And it was through these value-based principles. It was through our own growth journey. And then taking those principles and building upon them, we started using that in our outreach, in our marriage, because people were always, even when we weren't healthy, people were coming to us for marriage advice because we knew the right answers. We just had trouble implementing (laughs) the right answers. And so with all of that, we began to put the process in place. And I think that that's where the real genesis of the reboot process came about. We stumbled upon it. But it works. It's amazing. It's we're, amazing. We're big fans. What would you say is the difference between a marriage reboot 
and other marriage intensives or programs? Oh, I love that question, Lisa. I think the real emphasis is, it kind of comes back to what Greg was talking about, about we gravitate towards what we contemplate. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And we've watched, and there's certainly a place for therapy and a place to be looking back. There's certainly a place for counseling. So we we endorse that. We also see the power of forward thinking. And that's what is the differentiation with the reboot process. It allows people to get into a place where rather than just going around the issue or the problem and delving into it, because what we inadvertently do is we magnify the issue or the problem. If what we think about, we bring about, if I'm thinking, okay, don't think about what a jerk Greg is. Don't think about how he's not doing this or that. Not that you ever struggle with that. Oh, I never struggle with that. We know that. (laughs) We know know it. We know it. What what happens, though, is I become even more hyper aware of those issues or the problems. So if it's not just stop doing this. What it is, is it's thinking about what do we really want as a couple? What do we want to live into? And I saw this play out in our marriage relationship, especially with parenting, because we were coming both from two different angles. I'm an encourager. Greg is a person of excellence. And we were fighting for our rights in parenting. I was I was looking at him and saying, don't exasperate our kids. And he's saying, woman, get those kids off your skirt tail. And, <laughs> you know, you can't encourage mediocrity. We often use that illustration because who was right? Do you need encouragement or excellence in parenting? We were so trapped by trying to fix that issue that we failed to think about what we really wanted. And when we began to say, okay, wait, stop, we're around this stupid tree again, fighting, and we're not getting anywhere. What do we want? Yeah. And when we were able to articulate what we wanted, what we realized is like, hey, there's some things that he's saying that's right. There's some things she's saying that are right. What do we agree on that we can both live into? And that empowered us from a whole different angle. Because now we wanted to make the changes that we needed to make, and we were both agreed upon the desired outcome. So I think in short, to recap really what you said, one of, one of the primary and most notable differences is that we really are purpose and vision focused mm-hmm. rather than problem focused. Now, we're not ignoring problems. We're not at all ignoring them because you've got to uh, clean the glass up off the floor before you traipse across it. Right. Fair enough. But I do think that the process that God has given us, that and we really do feel like that it's a, a heavenly template, a different way of approaching problems, approaching life, certainly approaching marriage, as we've been talking about here. It's taking the problems, and instead of just focusing on the problem, we say, okay, this is what we don't want. It's easy for us to identify what we don't want, but what do we want? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes a minute, in truth, to discern what we really want, because many times if you'd asked Julia or I that question in the heat of the moment, we, we our response would have been problem reactionary, if you will, you know. But as we really disciplined ourselves to be adults, okay, and have a, <laughs> an intelligent conversation right. about marriage that won't end up in the same place that we have been. Because if you want something different, you've got to do something different, exactly. right? So as we really slowed the pace of those conversations and began to communicate with respect with one another, and we ask, okay, this is what we don't want. What do we want? Then we were able to work together and keep asking that question over and over again until we got it up on a high enough level that we're like, okay, we can agree on this. This is what 
what we both say that we want. And then we were able to work from that common ground and pull it down. And again, that is essentially one of many things that kind of happens during the reboot process. When you give the example of parenting, I instantly thought of finances as a place of ongoing tension. It's not that we ever spent money just foolishly. It's just we didn't assign our money to places we wanted to do and it would cause tension. Mm -hmm. And so when we went through the reboot process and when you define a vision in these different areas, domains of life, it really will solidify what are we working toward. It's a greed thing that we're working toward. So he doesn't have to browbeat me and I don't have to, I actually feel like, hey, I should have put in the app what I spent at the, not because (laughs) 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 because we're trying, there's no micromanaging. We're trying to really assign our money because we want to do the things that God's called us to do with Mm -hmm. our finances and visions we have for our future. Right. Um, right. And so it helped define that. But I love in all those domains of life, the truth is, some of those come and go as problem tension points for us. So it may not be finances now or parenting now, but it will. But coming to the common ground and the vision around each of those domains brings such strength and to me an internal motivation mm, to do right, the right thing right. versus an external motivation, James, or me externally trying to motivate him to do something as it were green that this is what we agree on arm in arm moving forward. And so it is a beautiful process that helps bring about just the richness of what God wants for us. Yeah. People may be listening today and they're like, ah, I don't know if that's for us. Like our marriage is good. We don't need that. Or maybe there's somebody that's feeling like their marriage is in real trouble and maybe this isn't enough for them. So I'd love for to hear you talk about who's a marriage reboot for, you know, is it just for people in crisis or people who have good marriages? (laughs) Well, you know, that's a very fair question because, you know, truly most of the time marriage intensives would imply that it's only for people that are, you know, really, really struggling like Julie and I were back years ago. And although that is true, we've had multiple, I would say dozens, literally dozens of couples come through this process that were on divorce door. They pretty much had decided that they were done, but they thought, you know, I would like for this to work. I don't know how in the world it could, but I would like for it to, if we could, that's one last ditch effort to see if we can salvage these things. So yes, for that couple, absolutely. You know, I think that if you're looking for breakthrough, then you'll find the breakthrough you're looking for. But in saying that, we have had also dozens of couples that have gone through the process that are simply what we would call good to great couples. They're doing okay, but yet they sense that there's something more that they they want a little bit more intimacy, more connection, more unity, or they really wanted to find vision together to move them forward, something for this next season of life that they can lean into together that just seems to be missing. They can't quite get get their finger on what that is. And I think that this process is designed very well for either one of those couples. Yeah, I think that one of the things that we find, whether it's a good to great couple, as we would define, Mm -hmm. uh, or one of those that are really struggling, there, there's also this place that they want more. They just don't know how. That's right. Or that couple that's just kind of existing through life and they're running from one activity to the next to the next and they feel like life's happening to them, but they don't know how to slow the train down. Yeah. And so they're feeling that disconnection. They're feeling the lack of fun. They're feeling the lack of common ground of anything. Like we don't share anything in common anymore. And that's just a miserable way to live. God intended more for that marriage relationship. And so what I love about the reboot process is that it's so principle-driven that whether you're a couple that is in really deep crisis 
or you're a couple from good to great, or you're that couple in in between that's lacking connection or fun or feeling misunderstood and the communication just isn't quite there. The process works with any one of them because it's so principle-based that people are experiencing a tremendous breakthrough in every one of those areas. We've not had a single couple, not one single couple go through this process, either with us or one of the coaches, that hasn't come through on the backside talking about massive clarity. And I think most of us could use another dose of clarity on any As a matter of fact, day. would you guys do our reboot? <laughs> <laughs> it is true. I mean, even the couples that we've worked with, every single one, and we typically do good to great couples, but every single one of them has had an incredible breakthrough that the process mm, has brought out. I think you're right. I think sometimes when we hear things like an intensive or investing and mm. in that you, you know, there's this stereotype of like, well, that's some other couple that needs that because they're in crisis. But I think all of us, I, I don't know that anybody, I, I've been thinking about this recently. I don't, I don't know that people when they get married really have the thought of like, what's the purpose Mm. Why has God put us together right. and maybe take some time to even start processing that you, you're kind of living on love and until life kind of hits and life starts scheduling it, That's you know, it. and then you have to really ask that question. It's like, what's this all about? And where, where are we moving forward to the future? It has been amazing to see God show up and just uncover nuggets of understanding and tenderness. But I will say, guys, not emotional messes. So yeah, it's just, it's really practical. But I would love to hear you guys share a story or two. You've mentioned some of them of what you've worked with and the results of them going through a reboot. One of my most favorite couples was actually one of our our first couples uh, that we did a reboot Mm -hmm. for. And I remember they came in and they were sitting on opposite ends of the couch. And this girl was red-haired, fiery kind of personality. And <laughs> and they were rigid. They well, were I rigid, mean. man. Arms crossed and <laughs> yeah. pins and needles. It was and we're a like, tense room. Yeah, we just kept going, trust the process, trust the process to ourselves. And as we facilitated the, the reboot, there was a point where uh, Greg actually looked at the woman and said, do you want something different or do you want to stay stuck? You know, it was very pointed, but it was so filled with compassion and tenderness. And in that place, she said, I want more. Now, here's what's beautiful. This couple had been married 27 years. They literally had been living in two separate households for two years. They had all but signed the divorce papers and through a series of events, got connected with us. And they said, let's give it one last ditch effort. Literally were their words. They had been through Every kind tons of, of counseling yeah. and tons of therapy and gone to many other conferences and first one thing just and another. And it's not to take anything away, but it just it just does point to how the Holy Spirit shows up in this process. Yeah. You know, how he just meets us right where we're at. And I think that's why it can minister to so many different types of marriages, if you will, because they provide the content. We're just facilitating a process, but it's a little bit different each time, depending on each couple. But these guys ended up... Yeah, so they they actually ended with a common purpose, a common vision. And as they worked towards that, they were so radically changed that when they went back to their community and their church, noticed the radical change. Mm. And it was like two years later, invited us out to do some marriage conferences. And to this day, they are still thriving, very successful and 
Yeah, they're doing great. Living I mean, and laughing. Been... They, they walked out of our house like two kids in the high school getting their hands off each other. Yeah, it was a so definite it was beautiful. metamorphosis. Mm. And that's not uncommon. That's just one example mm-hmm. right. that we've experienced. We have some common friends that I don't think they would care if you shared a little bit about Chris and Tina, that story, <laughs> oh, yeah, because that's a, another that. just story of just radical transformation, yeah. right? Yeah. They were a blooming mess is what we say. They, <laughs> they, yes, we were. <laughs> bless their hearts, yes. They, they really were. They had struggled. They're a military and first responder. He's special ops, Navy, retired, and then went into the police force. And like so many who work in these fields, it's easy for the work and saving the world complex, so to speak. And it comes from a good place to kind of begin to take things over. And it wasn't, you know, one-sided, like everything was all his fault or anything like that. They they both had, in fact, Tina would tell you that she thought, sure, we were just going to set him straight during this process. But in the process, she got some pretty (laughs) big breakthroughs herself about some things that she needed to change. It always takes two to tango, doesn't it? Yeah. But they were in enough trouble, I suppose, at that point that we honestly questioned back and forth, are we going to be equipped to actually be able to help these guys? And so we just went to prayer on it and decided that we would at least try. And they came out the other end just, I almost hear up, it's hard for me not to talking about their story because it not just changed their marriage, it changed their whole life. We saw them lose weight and get into shape. Wow. We saw them get their financial affairs in order in a way that they had struggled their whole life, their whole marriage. And again, these weren't newlyweds. They'd been married, I don't know, 25, 26 years, something like that. Oh, at least, yeah. And so several months later is when we began to run a pilot to see if what Julie and I were doing would transfer to other people, if someone else could do what we were doing. And Chris and Tina were first they were in among line. among our first yeah. five coaches. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so now well, we've watched them not only come in, literally a couple that we weren't even sure that we could help, to now they have helped. And I mean to tell you, they're superstars. They yeah. just crush it. They do a great job. They love to get in there and work with the couples that are in crises. Yes, they and it's funny. They, they, they act like newlyweds. Yeah. Oh, they do. They, they do. still can't oh, no. keep their hands they off. They can't keep their hands <laughs> off each other. It's almost uncomfortable. So listen to this Christmas, you know, we love you, uncomfortable. Yeah, we, we do love, love you. Well, it is a beautiful, it's a beautiful story and just the power of what God can do and through this process of just really making it practical of like, how do we practically move forward in strength? And so, yeah, they're... A beautiful testimony of that. I have one more story on a little bit different extreme, and it was a couple that reached out. And again, they're one of the couples like we described earlier. They were doing well. They're very financially fit. In fact, they're fit, period. They were just doing pretty good, but they just have a sense that they're at a season in their life where they're really wanting to have purpose together moving forward outside of just business because they're great business partners. They came in and again, not knowing really what to expect within 48 hours, they left and they were just literally lit up. And we've watched them since that time period. One, they came back and also became certified as coaches, able to now facilitate the process as well. But they are really, really leveraging all of their experience and all of their resources, and they're just operating in unity for a bigger, better purpose, something that really makes a difference. I want to turn the corner there because you mentioned it a couple of times. When you started this marriage reboot process, it was just the two of you doing this for several years, right? Mm -hmm. But now you've expanded it and you're certifying coaches and Mm -hmm. expanding the reach of this tool and this ministry. Can you talk a little bit about the certification process and what your hopes and dreams are with that? Yeah. So I'll start with the hopes and dreams first. And then Jules, I'm sure will have some things. I hope she does have some things to add. I'll try. I'll think over here real 
real public. Okay. <laughs> we recognize that a lot of us have not had a great model for marriage and family and what God's intention, what we really believe Scripture backs up, and there's plenty of precedents within Scripture that what His plan is for marriage and family. And it feels very much so, and it looks very much so like it's become a bit lackluster because maybe we haven't had some great examples. We believe we can do something about that. We've seen enough marriages either turn around again, like Chris and Tina, like we talked about earlier, or the other couple again, who are just looking for greater purpose, that if we learn how to do this the way that God intends for us to do this marriage and family relationship thing, it is beautiful and it's forever. There are few things in life, if anything in life, that is more rewarding than a really fulfilling relationship. We hope for that grass fire to spread across the globe and really create a model and then give people the tools to be able to live practically in the ways that God would have us to live so that we can access all that he has. We firmly believe that God has commissioned us, put in our heart a seed. The mission would be to transform the way that culture views and values the family, period, to radically restore God's intent for the family. And we hear all the time, like marriage is on the decline, culture doesn't care, relationships don't matter. And there's all these things that are being taught and inundated all throughout our culture. And we believe that we're supposed to begin a movement that radically restores God's intent for the family and transform (laughs) the way culture views and values the family. But here's the truth that we're finding. We find people do care. We find pastors. We find small group leaders. We find couples who are running into family members, but they feel ill-equipped. They don't feel like they have the tools or the resources or the know-how to be able to help that couple or go from good to great. But what we find is that people really do care. They don't set out in their marriage relationship to struggle. They don't set out to live a mundane life. They just lack the tools. And so with that... We're fully confident that God has already began the movement. He's already given us beautiful people like you all and probably 30 couples right now that are sharing that vision and more and more all the time coming to our doorsteps to say, we're running into this. We don't know what to do. We're hearing about this reboot process. Can you tell us more? And with that, we're saying absolutely. And we're watching the process that God birthed in us and through us now being lived out by people like you all doing the same process with your personality and all of your life experience and breakthroughs are taking place. And it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. We know we can't do this by ourselves, and we never really wanted to create the Greg and Julie Gorman show anyway. It's not in our nature. It would be kind of cool. Greg and Julie Gorman show. (laughs) It might be fun for a minute, but I don't know. We like promoting other people out, though. We really do. And so we love to be able to help other people join arms with us, you know, in this fight. And uh, it's actually kind of a fun fight. Yeah. The rewards are tremendous. And so why don't you talk just a little bit about specifically what's the process somebody did want to become a coach because i'm sure there's uh be really simple reach out to us on marriedforapurpose.com there's a whole section there that if you do the drop down menu you can see where it says certification and it'll give a lot of the step by step but initially just have a conversation with us from there we would want you to experience the reboot so that you could fully make your marriage from good to great and find any areas that god wants to do something a little bit more there to make you stronger and then attend one of the 
events, and we're doing a minimum of two of those a year. I love it. Okay, so one of the things we want to do on each of the episodes of Art Espousing is give something super practical that a husband and wife can put into practice to strengthen their marriage. What would you guys have as a tool or practice that's been helpful in strengthening your marriage? She's over here dancing around like yeah, she's got she an answer. One. So I I'm have, thinking maybe I should one. let her lead yeah, out I'll, on this. Can I go first? I'll go, go first. Go. All right. you, you good. One of the best things that I ever learned was in that heated moment or that place where you feel like you're in opposition with your spouse. Stop yourself. And literally ask, how can they be right? What is it that they're saying that I agree with? That singular process has helped me to stop, to slow myself enough to be able to listen to what Greg's saying. And what I found is many times he was saying something that I was ready to fight against. But when I asked myself that question, I was like, wait a minute, I agree with this aspect of it. And then I was able to articulate, I totally agree with this. Help me understand this part. And so rather than trying to fight for my rights, fight to be heard, I stop myself and literally ask, how can he be right? And what is it that he's saying that I agree with? I guarantee mm-hmm. you it'll stop the fight. That's great. I love it. There's no question. That's an extremely practical and very real way. And, and that is a demonstration of really how we learn how to build on common ground. When she does that or when I do that with her, then immediately we are looking on how what we do agree with. And then we can deal with all the other stuff later on. But let's build from what we do agree on. I think mine would be very similar, actually. It's going to be around the communication piece. It is slowing your conversations down. You know, when we begin to get emotional, the conversations tend to speed up. And we got these little glands that sit on top of our kidneys called adrenaline. <laughs> Once those babies kick in, all the blood drains from your brain and you think you're thinking logically, but you're really not because the blood's in your extremities. And so we've learned really just to catch ourselves beginning to get emotional about something and intentionally slow everything down. And then we listen, not for reply, listen for understanding. And what that looks like is not in a condescending, really weird kind of way, repeating back what the other person said, but really listening to Julie and then asking a different question to make sure that I do understand what her heart is trying to communicate. And when we slow down enough to do that, and then we ask what's she saying that I do agree with, then again, it will disrupt that hard energy. I should have said schedule a reboot with you all. (laughs) That's the best practice. That's awesome. Wow. What a great time. And seriously, they are the best people. We love them so much. They're the real deal all the time when we're with them. That's right. They're consistently the same. And we just love it and appreciate that about them. Thank you, Greg and Julie, for being on the podcast. And thank you again for taking time to listen to the show. If you found this episode helpful, please let your friends know by sharing it with them. If you're interested in talking to us and finding out more about doing a marriage reboot retreat with us, We'd love to connect with you. You can set up a video discovery call by using the link in the show notes. You can also message us on Instagram and Facebook or go to the website artespousing.com backslash coaching. We want to invite you back next week. We're going to be talking about avoiding complacency in your marriage. It's going to be super helpful. Have a great week and we'll see you next time on the Art Espousing Podcast. Until then, bye-bye.